Welcome to Blunts and Bravo. Welcome back. This is part two of the Summer House reunion. That's right. I am Tish and... I'm Rhonda. That was odd. Let's what? do that again, right? <laughs> Were you going to say something else? I I was about to introduce you and then I'm like, no, don't introduce her. And it was all in my head. It was like sending a text. Quid <laughs> super baked when you're like, I really don't want them to take this in the wrong tone. Am I taking their text in a wrong tone? Anyway, I'm Tish. I'm Rhonda. And this is the show where we get super baked, if you can't tell. <laughs> and then we talk about our favorite Bravo reunion shows or Bravo universe, anything, whatever we decide at the day. Yeah, basically, you know, just uh, strap on and uh, just... <laughs> You're going for a ride. We don't Maybe know where. Maybe we should tell them to strap in. Oh. And not strap on, because that's a different connotation. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> As Rhonda said, we are going to be talking about the second part of Summer House. Funny thing is, is that while we are recording this, we have seen the first episode of Winter House, which is the new sister program to this. Yes, uh, it has... Some of the kids from uh, Summer House, we have Amanda, Kyle, Paige, Sierra, and Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay and Luke. And then you got a couple of the guys from Southern Charm with Austin and Craig. Austin, uh, Muppet Mouth. That's all I know about him. You were so mean. Well, I didn't say it that uh, somebody on the reunion, the Southern Charm reunion said it. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> Then we also have a couple of newbies that we have not seen before. There is Gabrielle, who was on America's Next Top Model, Julia from Project Accessory, Andrea, the, the Italian stallion. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Paige is just flipping her <laughs> lid over Andrea. Um, he's done a Taylor Swift video and also a show called The Circle. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay. And Jason, who is new to reality television, but is a model. So they all um, just know this Julia person. And then like Julia doesn't show up until like what? Over 24 hours <laughs> after they arrive. So I thought that was funny that like you have three brand new people there and their only connection is to... A person who did not show up. And who we also don't know. Exactly. But who is Paige's friend? Yeah, but Paige brought Hannah with her too, so I'm not sure how I feel about her friends. Well, well, they were child models for, I think, the limited two. I think so. <laughs> I think that's what they said. Anyway, they are all in Vermont for a extended vacation together in one house. And a bunch of alcohol. Oh, so much alcohol. And it had already got heated in episode one because of a room situation. You would have thought you were watching Roni. Kyle got shit faced. It was great. It was. And I and you know what? I don't blame him. Like he on it was this was Amanda's fault. Don't 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 I, rant. We still have the summer house reunion to get fine, to. <laughs> fine, fine. So um, I also wanted to thank Bravo for dropping Winter House when they did, which was just before my birthday, which just passed. So thank you for the gift. I really appreciate it. Yeah, the they dropped uh, Winter House and Project Runway for you. Yep. Yeah, they're good people. Yeah. Good people. <laughs> All right. Let's get started with part two of Summer House Reunion. 
All right, folks, and we are back with Reunion Part 2. And the episode starts where we left off with Kyle leaving the stage, calling Hannah the most self-absorbed person he's ever met. And they take a five-minute break. During the break, Hannah's trying to justify herself with Paige and Sierra, still sounding like she's crying and leaking no tears. Yes. So Lindsay goes to get Kyle. Kyle asks her if he's losing his mind and Lindsay tells him he needs to control his emotions on stage and he's got to learn how to walk away in his mind and not walk away off the set because time is money. You're wasting the crew's time. Now we have to pay overtime. Thanks, Kyle. Hilarious, but also true. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes Lindsay's on top of it. Mm -hmm. That was a moment. Yeah. Like we said, Lindsay was giving Kyle really good tips while getting him back to the stage in order to keep his calm. And then when they get back, Kyle apologizes for interrupting because as a businessman himself, I am sure he understands that time is money. So then we move to Carl and we start off with the fact that Carl has changed so much since he has calmed down on the drinking. Boy, howdy. And we get a montage of his evolution as a fuckboy to now. And my God, I do not miss those twins. Right. They were so loud. For what? Why? Everybody, nobody was that far from them. They were always yelling. I used to have this uh, Shih Tzu. Mm-hmm. And every time I let the Shih Tzu out, there was like this box that was in my backyard, mm-hmm. like a plastic box mm-hmm. that she had turned over so that she could jump up on the plastic box and bark at airplanes as they went over in the sky. And that is the energy that I got from that <laughs> when regards to the twins. I like that mental picture. <laughs> Carry on. Well, I mean, it would also have been funny if your Shih Tzu had just threw a watermelon on the ground for no reason to make a point as the exclamation mark at the end of a sentence. You know what? Same energy. (laughs) Same energy. If she could, she would have. It's the same dog that would lick salsa if it found it and then hack because it was hot and Mm -hmm. then go back and immediately start licking it again like it was the best thing ever have i learned my lesson absolutely not will i get more salsa yes Yes, i will (laughs) so andy of course has to bring up that carl slept with almost all the women in the house and he asked them uh his basically three exes Lindsay and Paige and danielle if they had met carl now as opposed to when they hooked up with them Would things have gone differently? Of course, they all say yes, because totally different, way more calm, mature guy. And seemingly more caring. Yeah. Like it wasn't just about him anymore. Yes. And I, you know what? His growth has been great. Yeah. He was very nice this season. Yeah. Good, good job, Carl Radke. Andy asked him how it went for him this season as he didn't hook up with anyone. And Carl says he was happy to take a step back this year with everything that was going on in his life. And there was a lot. But he spent a lot of time in the shower. Wink. That's the only place they can't film is in the bathroom. That's right. During the show, Carl's brother was found dead. He said that it was a real eye-opener for him and that he could see that from his past behavior, he was going down that same road. Andy asks Sierra to say something since she's a nurse and, you know. What is it? But I didn't understand that. Sierra's um, a nurse. Yeah, I think it's from a place of. 
No, I, I mean, I think it comes from a place of like you have seen people like die on the table. You have maybe had to be there when the doctor informs. I don't know. Can you offer some words of advice as a person who has seen death? You are walking a thin line, <laughs> but I will let you have it. Thank you. They wind up having a very nice moment. So it didn't make sense, but it led to a very nice moment between her and Carl. Who you were shipping. And you are too. Don't you fucking lie. I'm not lying. I just, but I do feel like this, that was pretty heavy handed. Andy's like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, these <laughs> two together. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. So yeah, so they have that nice little moment. And then uh, Luke jumps in as well. He lost his uncle to suicide. And, you know, people, that segment was like just people sharing their grief and stuff. And uh, Lindsay brought up that Captain Lee from Below Deck who um, lost his son to addiction, had also reached out to him. So that was very nice. Bravo, Bravo family, family coming together. So sweet. Andy brings up that when this happened, Carl was at a much better place in his life with his brother's death. And Carl tells him that if it hadn't been for the previous summer, that he would have ended up the exact same way. That if he hadn't changed from how he had been in the past. Yeah. Carl does admit that in the winter he was really bad and he scared a lot of people. And I think that was probably him processing things in an improper way that has been familiar to him mm -hmm. for a very long time. And Kyle came over and told Carl that he loved him. It's actually the relationship between Carl, Amanda and Kyle are, is so wholesome yeah. and sweet. And while I understand that Carl is also Lindsay's best friend, it is really the three of them that makes up the nucleus for the show, in my opinion. Oh, I think it's the four of them. With Lindsay and... Yeah. I'll give it to Lindsay, too. Like, she's been, she's been there from the very beginning. I think that she's had growth, too, but not in the expansive way that Kyle and Carl have. But also, she might not have needed so much... Yeah, her journey was a lot different. Yeah. Somebody lock that girl down and get her pregnant. Please. Respectfully. Carl says that Kyle's become like his brother and that it has nothing to do with business. It's just him as a friend and, and how much he really appreciates what Kyle has done and stuck by him for. A viewer asked, what's the difference between Carl from five years ago and Carl today? He says that therapy has definitely helped him and that at the time of taping, he was already over 90 days sober. And he said that viewers have seen his ups and downs, but that's life and who he is. It is a reality show. It is. And also, it was interesting to me because Kyle jumped in and said that this was the first time the audience actually really got to know Carl. Yeah, the way that they all know him. Yeah, he was really excited for that part of the show is that people would really get to see Carl for Carl. Andy asked Carl if it's difficult to work for an alcohol company. Which I had wondered as well. Mm -hmm. He says that he has to work in hospitality and he has for most of his career and that he's seen it go both ways. He's seen people in it who have problems that just go off the edge and then those who just kind of go opposite and not drink anything. Lindsay says that she too has worked in hospitality and that, you know, she knows many people who do not drink but still sell alcohol and that there's no shame in it. No shame in their game. I mean, as long as you don't test the product, I don't see why not. 
Yeah, but then you have like Lisa Barlow, who's Mormon. Yeah. And still drinks. Does I'm she? not judging. I don't know. Like, I've only really seen her with Diet Coke. She only talks about Diet Coke. That's still. I'm trying to remember, like, if she's. We're going to watch next time. Yeah. We're going to pay attention now. We're going to pay attention now. <laughs> Carl says that it's empowering for him to tell his friends that he's not drinking or to tell clients he's not drinking because a lot of people will, you know, just do it because it's the culture. And for him, it's more for him to be like, no, I'm not drinking right now. I think the show showed a lot, especially when it got to the bar crawl Mm -hmm. that he saw that he's not really somebody who can drink casually or like have a couple drinks with friends it's yeah it goes until he blacks out unfortunately yeah the next topic is the fight that happened during the pub crawl just like you brought it oh look at that segue so speaking of the pub crawl everyone would go into everyone else's like decorated room they'd have a drink of course they're going to get blasted it seemed like a good idea at the time (laughs) i don't know why they did not think that that much alcohol And like mixing drinks. (laughs) Yeah, how that was going to be the best of ideas. So what happens is, well, I guess it was kind of after the pub crawl. Everyone's really drunk. Yes. And Carl and Kyle are like talking and sticking up for Sierra in regards to Luke and how Luke is kind of disrespecting Sierra. And what they mean by this is Sierra had put down some very obvious and openly discussed boundaries. Put them boundaries down. And he was not respecting them. Yeah. So Luke, who wasn't there at the beginning of the conversation, came in while they were talking about it and heard them talking. And this turned into an altercation. The boys were telling Luke that he should not be such a fuck boy and that he plays around with girls' emotions and then he won't respect their boundaries. And they really start to get into it. And all of them are pissed drunk. (laughs) Just all of them or amanda she has to hold kyle's shorts shorts because they were coming off no to hold him back to hold him back but they were still coming off of him as she was pulling because she was yanking so hard you know when guys fight they like bump their chest into each other you missed the best part what luke leaves the house and then he comes back in and he's like i fucking don't like you it was so petty it was so midwest he's not a so midwestern I don't like you. It was like, even though it was mean, it was polite. At one point, Lindsay puts herself in front of Kyle and makes him look like the 98 pound weakling. Body check. Like she just pushed him backwards with just sheer force of a Brahma bull. (laughs) It was so great. And then they showed like the slow motion version. (laughs) It was so good. Ah, Good stuff. So Andy asked Sierra an unfair question. A ridiculous question. Why she didn't get involved when things got really heated. And she's like, there's no way I was going to get between the two of them. As someone who has been in the middle of a dog fight. No. You don't get in between the dogs. <laughs> you get behind them and pull them off. Much like Amanda. That's right. She she knew the proper way to break up that dog fight. They should have asked her. Right? And then Andy asks if Sierra's 9 p.m. text curfew for Luke was a bit much. Girls say a little, but it's kind of ridiculous to ask somebody what they think about somebody else's boundary. I agree with that. I also think that the girls were not taking in consideration to the fact that she is not in New York City all the time. She is in Atlanta. 
So, uh, Sierra says that not all guys have that boundary, but she had it with Luke and he wouldn't listen to it. So, which is the only thing that matters. Exactly. <laughs> she set up a boundary and he was like, I think your boundary's stupid. It's not for you to think it's my personal boundary. You just have to respect it if you want to be involved in my life. Do you think that is a good looking person thing? I mean, not that we're not good looking, but I mean. We're not models. Yeah, we're not models. Because I can't imagine someone telling you your boundary and then you're just like, ah, okay, fuck you. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> ah, ah. Like, I just, I, I don't get it, like, in my mindset. I think that's uh, why maybe, I have a problem. Well, we also don't date a lot either. I mean, you're married. Yeah. And I don't like most people. So, we, I mean, we don't date. <laughs> do you think this is extrovert people problems? Yes. Okay. All right. We're going to go with that. All right. Good Good for extroverts. Yay. <laughs> Having social lives. So Hannah says that Luke would text her goodnight at 10 p.m. And then she would text Sierra, who would confirm that he did the same to her. And Lindsay jumps in and says that Luke texted her too, but he's her friend, so it doesn't matter. And then her and Sierra start getting into a back and forth about how Luke was up front with what he wanted and told Sierra. And Sierra says she didn't feel the same way. She got to the house, found out all this bullshit with Hannah, had Hannah in her ear. I think that's the, the biggest part for me is that she heard everything from Hannah, but Hannah lies. Yeah. So I don't yeah, understand it. I don't quite. Uh, they got like a little there was a little extra aggression in it. I was like, do they not like each other? <laughs> but maybe that was just um, a weird moment in their friendship. I mean, we'll see when she shows up on Winter House. Yeah, I do kind of worry that because Sierra is so tight with Paige and Hannah that she has had her mind, she's been kind of blinded to what they think. So maybe she is kind of using their relationship with Lindsay for her litmus for Lindsay because I never saw any friction between the two of them during this show. Yeah. And like, yet there was so me. much animosity. Yeah. And the like, thing is, is that happens? Sierra has shown that she is a little bit ride or die. Don't get me wrong. Got a lot of respect for that. But you got to be with the right people. Yeah. You know, if she's really loyal, which is a fantastic trait of hers, unfortunately, I feel that she has chosen the wrong side. Wrong road. Wrong road. Wrong road, as Portia would say. <laughs> So Andy asked Kyle and Carl why they felt they needed to defend Sierra with Luke. And Carl said that he saw Sierra telling Luke that she wasn't interested and that they also saw the whole Hannah and Luke thing and it just festered. Kyle said that it all boiled over and they're trying to help Luke out. And he says that they're not the poster boys for how to treat women as they should be treated. True. Which, you know. We've seen the past seasons. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out for being self-aware. Yep. Uh, as soon as he says that, though, Hannah coughs and then Danielle pulls out a switchblade and is like, what the fuck did you say? Allegedly, allegedly. 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 You're so bad at that. Oh, I'm sorry. Please don't sue us. We have nothing. That is true. Um, <laughs> so, it, it, I mean, it did look shady. It, it was shady. And it was meant to be shady, too. Let's not lie. And she's like, what? What is your problem? And Danielle's like, I have a lot. And everybody's like... Oh, shit. Danielle was my hero this this whole reunion. Definitely the MVP yes. of this reunion. Yeah. Yeah. So there's silence 
as, you know, Danielle is sending daggers with her eyes. She's cutting her up. Well, I feel like in that moment when it happened and you saw the reaction of everybody on stage, it was pretty obvious that a majority of the house was against Hannah. Like they were done with her. Well, I mean, who can blame them? Exactly. So Kyle says that was awesome. And it was. It was awesome. We get to more viewer questions about how Carl, who had dressed up as Amish, had been very aggressive with Luke and it was very unbecoming of an Amish man. And Carl had mixed a lot of drinks that night because the entire pub crawl was a different drink in every quote unquote pub. So they had all been drinking a lot. Danielle says that she is, oh, Danielle is told she's the best friend for life for offering to give Carl a hand job. That was hilarious. <laughs> to calm him down. Talk about taking it for the team, right? Yeah, that's a uh, good friendship. She doesn't even have to like look him, look him in the eye. She right? Like... Well, also she, you know, she had a guy friend. They weren't official at that point but like she still texted him and was like hey shout out to robert danielle's boyfriend who uh was actually very cool with the situation yeah not like he wanted it to happen but like he knew that it was a haha funny it seemed like he walked into the craziness and he was like oh okay well i'll be in the kitchen (laughs) oh andy said that the handjob offer was so sweet and that he needed more friends like her don't we all Andy asks how many would allow their mates to give a handjob if it could prevent a violent act. And just about everyone raises their hand, so I guess, you know, for the greater good. For the greater good. (laughs) And on that note, let's take a break. And we're back. Thanks for listening to Blunts and Bravo. We are continuing on with the second part of the two-part reunion for Summer House. And the next topic that we go into is relationships. So Danielle is asked how things are with Robert. They are adorable. They are completely adorable. She says the two of them have been living together for um, at least six months at the time of taping, which is probably a year now. Yeah. But they seem to be really going strong. You can see them on Instagram doing things together all the time. She looks really happy. Yes. And she thinks he's the one. So, you know, we... uh... support oh support a lot of the cast members say that they really like the two of them together and that they really do have a good energy between the two of them and i could it looks like it they look great Paige announces to the show which we all already knew that her and perry were no longer together yeah to the surprise of no one yeah (laughs) if you watched at all you would be able to tell by the way she acted that perry was not going to last very long and amanda even said that Paige had talked to her and that she could tell from the way Paige was talking that he was not the one for her and and he did not do himself any favors no not at all but I also you know he was older and I think he didn't have time for games he wanted to settle down and get married she's young enough that she wants to still live her life a little bit and be social it's like a carry big thing from sex in the city I think you know uh Lindsay and Stephen Stravi whatever the fuck his name is <laughs> Stravi yeah Stephen Stravi that they just they were not together and Andy asked her if his grand gesture of grocery store flowers shady 
shady Andy. And they if were, that was though. enough. They were very cheap. He didn't even get real candles. He got like the lights. You know, it's really <laughs> funny because here's the thing. I know that they should not have been together. You know, I said in the last episode that she had champagne taste and he was a beer guy. You know, that is a prime example of it right there. Absolutely. <laughs> but I also want to point out they were deep in the middle of COVID. I could probably guarantee that florists were not open. All right. Going to give him the COVID pass. I'm going to give him the COVID pass on it. But here's the thing. They weren't right together. It was blatantly obvious. And, you know, sorry for your wasted time and grocery store flowers, Stephen. But you had to go. You were voted off the island. I thought you were going to apologize to Lindsay for the wasted time. Same, you know, same though. But I think that unless you are 110% on board with Lindsay's timeline, which is completely unrealistic, then, you know, she's wasting her time. Yeah. She knows what she wants. I'm team Lindsay. I love Lindsay. I love Lindsay, but her timeline is really a lot. I just hope she doesn't get more like desperate to find a husband because she has this like preconceived timeline. And pull a Kenya. Well, yeah, I I don't want her to do that either. Elope and then get pregnant. Yeah. But and then not get be kicked off the show because and... you hid it from everyone. Yeah, but well, yeah, but also no, actually, that's not what I mean. <laughs> what I mean is is that Kenya was so desperate to have a child and be married, like she wanted that to be so much part of her identity that she picked any old guy to do it, and now she's in a situation that is not pleasant because of that fact that she didn't hold out for herself. She was too worried that her time was ticking away too quickly. Mm-hmm. She's in some ways like chasing youth so that she could still remain viable for pregnancy. Oh. (laughs) Was that too much? Oh, my word. I'm sorry. I didn't think that was too much. Chasing youth. My God. (laughs) Well, but not in the way that other people chase youth. Usually people chase youth so they can stay young and supple and beautiful. And, you know, with Kenya and and with Lindsay, it's a I have to have a child. I'm getting older. I don't want to lose my chance Mm -hmm. in the sense of chasing youth, which I don't know. To me, that seems like a more noble reason to do so. But I think with so many options out in the world, Lindsay could become artificially inseminated and have a child if that's what she so needs. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Maybe my big thing is I'm tired of these women feeling incomplete without a man. And sometimes it's like it's more social norm pressure than it is for what they really want. Yeah. Okay. We then go on and talk about this storyline that I can't believe happened. Oh, God. This... <sighs> So during the show, Hannah receives a text from a psychic. Now, I'm not saying anything bad about psychics. And the psychic says that Luke and Lindsay have for sure slept together. We don't know why the psychic sent it. We just know that it was sent. And the first thing she did was go to Paige. And then Paige and Hannah then took what was said from the psychic who doesn't know Luke and Lindsay and demand that it's gospel and start to spread it around the whole house that Luke and Lindsay have slept together. Yeah. <laughs> the psychic told us it must be true. I I mean, they, they were like, oh, no fact checking. Done. Yeah. But also, I'm going to state that Luke was weird about it, too. Yeah. Luke is just not forthcoming. And I'm not saying that I think they slept together because I don't. Because Lindsay is pretty, for what we have seen, pretty monogamous. Mm-hmm. And she was with Steven at the time that this supposedly happened. Right. So I really don't think that that 
happened. But the way Luke acted didn't make anyone think that maybe it was wrong. Yeah. When you start answering questions with questions, it's like, oh, okay, what what's going on here? So I get that he didn't want to like tell Paige his business, but I mean... Noah's a complete sentence also. Now, Hannah says that she was stirring the pot and that she was just making a joke. And Kyle and Lindsay point out that it didn't seem the way when you watch it back. Time and time again, you see Hannah trying to spin her little web. Just downplaying it. Like, no, always it was, downplaying it. Wasn't that it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It was just a joke. Happen. Girl. <laughs> yeah, like she downplays it like we didn't watch what she was doing and how it happened. She went into this whole reunion like we didn't watch the whole season. You know, Lindsay says that she was attacking her character by saying that Lindsay had cheated on Stephen. Mm-hmm. Paige said that it wasn't done maliciously. Danielle chimes in and defends Lindsay and Paige and Danielle start to bicker. I hope Danielle comes back for the next Summer House. I am curious to watch Danielle and Paige's interaction without Hannah. Mm, yeah, that I'm interested in the same thing with Summer House. I that's, mean, that's, that's some Winter House. With Winter House, yeah. yeah, without Hannah being there. Paige starts to try and shut Danielle down, which was not going to happen. And it was absolutely, you know what? Watching Danielle, it was awesome. It was. She was the voice all of us wanted during this reunion. Finally, Paige tells Danielle to fuck off. But in doing so, she looks bad. <laughs> like, it was not a good look for Paige. Yeah, she looked very petulant. Like, she didn't have a comeback, so she was just like, well, fuck you. <laughs> And I kind of feel like that moment is the moment that I completely turned off on Paige because you were done. I was done. Yeah. Just because it's it was very it was mean girl behavior. Mm -hmm. Lindsay's asked about when she confronted Hannah and Paige and she's like, do you know who I am? And I'm glad that he asked that because I didn't understand it at the time either. Right. It was like you're Lindsay. They've been in this house with you for a couple of years now. They know who you are. But she meant that uh, she's extremely loyal to a fault. Just, you know, piggybacking off of what you were saying that she uh, is very monogamous. And she's like, even if I'm dating a total loser, I won't cheat on him. Yeah. Andy moves on to Hannah and her relationship with Des. Yay. <sighs> All right, let's get into it. All right. So they talk about how he rubbed the roommates the wrong way, and they go through the montage of clips when he visited the house and how they were all over each other, and it was super gross. I showed the scene where Luke was asking about their relationship, and Des tells the whole table that they didn't kiss on the first date, and then they fucked on the second date, which is totally information that you give to people. The fr- Like, had he even been there an hour? No. <laughs> Andy asks what it is about him that made Hannah fall so hard and she said that he was interested well pretty much and she was pretty closed off which is why she tries to act like she has bravado and he said he didn't want to play games so she was like great let's do it on the second date and then tell everyone on television yeah like any classy man would ask about the age difference and uh, they are 15 years apart which makes what he did even worse they appear to be the same age in mentally intelli- in, yeah intellectually and emotionally emotional maturity you know it's the same level yeah but not not much 
So, Sierra's asked if she thinks Dez is a rebound from Luke, and she said she never even thought it that way, and I didn't either. Amanda chimes in and says that she thinks all relationships are technically rebounds. I say, get out of here with your logic. So, we get to the cast's first impressions of Dez. Sierra likes him, which bless her heart. Paige thinks they are great together. Luke said he felt like he was arrogant, and as long as Hannah was happy and leaving him alone, he was fine. Kyle said that he made Hannah smile and that was good enough for him. And Andy asks a viewer question about if she chose Des because he looks like Kyle. Yes. Yes, she did. 110% times two. I'm really glad that they brought that up. <laughs> I was wondering if they were going to address it at the reunion, but yeah. So. And I don't think they addressed it as much as they should have. Well, Kyle said he doesn't believe that Hannah wanted to secretly be with him, but it was hilarious. You know, and that was actually very kind of Kyle to say. She says that they have similar jawlines and that's about... It's about the same color hair and they're about the same height and... They look alike. <laughs> they look alike. They look like they could be brothers, except Dez is on harder times. Oh, oh. The timeline of Hannah's relationship... There seems to be some confusion about the dates. She says she met him in mid-July 2020, and they went on about three or four dates before the show started. And the confusion was that people thought that she was obsessed with Luke, and Andy is like, uh, well, yeah. And Luke interjects, saying that he really appreciated, very, this is said very sarcastically, how she drug him through the mud, especially if they were supposedly dating, while she was in a relationship with Dez. Ridiculous. Yeah, the timeline is fishy. Yes, there's definitely some... Uh... Mike, there's a lot of bullshit that's going on there in regards to what she did to Luke, considering that she was with Dez. Yeah, doesn't add up, Hanner. I don't know. This is very mean to say, but I feel like Dez and her were a thing because Dez was into it. It isn't that he is what she wants. It's that he wants her and that's what matters. Well, we'll see if they can make it the distance. They haven't announced a breakup as of taping yeah <laughs> so. and, and don't get me wrong you know if like we're not that big of haters <laughs> yeah we're not that big of haters we want that relationship to to blossom and and to be good for the two of them and help them improve as people <laughs> and grow and grow you know but they were hopefully not laterally yeah. i was like oh that means a cross yeah ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah said she was excited to see Luke because she felt that they had some chemistry and she was going to be stuck in a house with him for six weeks. And she thought she was going to bone with him for yeah. six weeks. And he had uh, given her the coveted invite to Minnesota. He's given everyone the coveted invite. You can come to Minnesota. You can come to Minnesota. You can come. But here's the thing. He's inviting them to Minnesota, not to his house. Let's let's take I that I mean, out. are they staying with, maybe he's uh, like, hey, I brought friends. All right, go find a room. Maybe. I have no idea, but that would be the most awkward situation. I'd be so mad if I was his parents. Like, hey, I'm bringing friends by. Again. Again. <laughs> And then Luke is like, I need to clear up the Minnesota thing. And he says that he was uh. actually produced to ask her to come to Minnesota on camera. And then you know, Andy and Carl are immediately like, that is not true. And then Hannah, probably in her only real burst of a genuine emotion, this reunion, yes. like got up and burst into tears and 
ran off stage. I think it is weird and I I sound I kind of feel oddly mean, but at the same time, it's my job. <laughs> The emotion that she felt had nothing to do with any of the bad things that she had done. It was because she was rejected yet again. Yeah. Like it was all about her. It had nothing to do like any of those times that she acted like she was crying and not a tear dropped was in regards to her behavior. Yeah. Like, don't be mean to me. I'm crying. (laughs) Yeah. So right now in that moment when she was actually crying and got up and left it was because she was rejected and her ego was hurt on national television but this is the double standard she can do it to others but others can't do it to her oh yeah there was a lots of that in this reunion (laughs) yeah talk about if you look up dishing out but can't take it i don't know if her picture's in there but you know she might be one of the names yes (laughs) one of the synonyms So Hannah leaves stage. Luke says he feels terrible about making her feel weird and he leaves the stage to go talk to her. And Lindsay takes the opportunity and the pause in filming to go pee, which, you know, smart. Good for her. Yeah, utilize that time appropriately. No one wants to sit up there on stage for hours with a full bladder. He filmed these things for a long time. Yeah. So backstage, you see Luke talking to producers saying that he would have invited any of them to Minnesota, but that he shouldn't have asked her then because it was like too early in their relationship. She took it wrong. Like, hey, I I really like you. Come to my hometown and visit my parents. Well, I also think that he was playing the game for the show as well. I think this has come the closest to anyone on the show, any of the shows to say that sometimes storylines are manipulated. That they were produced to say yes. something? Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard that. I just know when they get too fourth wally, they tend to cut it out, but they're starting to leave more in. They just have to walk that tightrope because sometimes it's too much. Yeah, we don't. But this moment don't want to know okay. that everything's fake. <laughs> yeah, it, the other thing too is that it looks... Uh, it, it does make Luke look bad. Oh, he looks like a douchebag. Yeah. And people are like, you know, well, the producers thought it would be more drama or whatever. And, you know, he was asked to do it. But this is a show about him. So to let a producer. But he, he wasn't. He just lied. He said that he was producing. He wasn't. Ugh, Luke. What? <laughs> Stop and think, son. Well, so he goes to see her and Hannah said that that's the meanest thing a guy has ever said to her. And she starts crying even more when uh, he comes over to apologize. She tells him that he was the only one in the house that she trusted. And I wonder how Paige feels about that. And she starts to act like she was the victim. And Luke points out that he too went through a lot this summer. He said that it wasn't the time to talk about it and that they can talk about that later. He said that he knew that what he said was hurtful and apologized to her again. He shouldn't have had to apologize to her again. He'd already done it once. (laughs) That's just you being petty. Everyone comes back and Andy says that he's heard that Luke's invited several cast members, producers, and even a Bravo executive to Minnesota, yet he has not been invited. And Luke tells him that of course he's invited and Andy says it seems a little disingenuous to receive it now. (laughs) So me and Andy were having a petty moment. Yeah, you were calling him out. Exactly. Andy asks if Hannah feels better after her chat and she says that they are a roller coaster, but all is well. You put them on the roller coaster, <laughs> but she doesn't admit that. It's like, it's, it's fine. 
That's fine. So then Andy broaches the fact that Des and Hannah had sex in Kyle and Amanda's bathroom and was asked if it was metaphorically dumping on the relationship that she and Amanda had. Andy asked if it was passion or spite. And Hannah says that there's a thin line between the two, which causes the whole panel to look at her with not feigned disgust. They were like, shut up. <laughs> she said, looking back, that it was definitely disrespectful and they were being stupid. Carl makes a crack about the disrespectful line. It was disrespectful. And Amanda jumps in and said that if Hannah had told her, she might have made light of it. But instead, Hannah hid it from her and asked her friends not to tell her either. Hannah says that, you know, she was kind of hoping they would never find out. Mm -hmm. And Kyle points out yet again that they are recorded. This is being filmed. There's footage. Amanda says that she did it intentionally to hurt them. And Hannah says that it was fun. It was a fun thing that happened. Oh, yeah. It just happened. It just happened. To be in your ex-best friend's bathroom. Just happens. Danielle asks how she feels now that she sees how upset they are. And Hannah tries to play it off. Carl hops in and says that they think they can get away with it just because her and Des are comedians. Heavy on the quote unquote. Which I thought was funny. (laughs) Amanda tells her that what she did was something that a friend wouldn't do. And Hannah, who is really smugly grunting throughout this whole segment and acts like she just doesn't care. It was weird. She was like apologizing, but also like, (laughs) yeah, I fucking did it. It's brought up that Des asked her if he should jerk off in Kyle's bed. And it's asked if it had to do with the fact that Hannah told him about the feuding that that her and Kyle yeah, were doing. Yeah, the one-sided uh, situation that he was getting, the manipulated version. You know, Hannah says that she did tell Des all the times that they were fighting, and Des wasn't there to help defend her in the moment. And Kyle says that this man shook his hand and joked with him, and he asked Hannah if she doesn't see the disrespect. She says it's probably one of the worst things she's ever done. And I still don't believe her because she had to be like talked and led to feeling that or saying that. She's like, yo, okay, this is what you want to hear. Yeah. Is one of the worst things I've ever done. I'm Which, so sorry. Sadly, I don't feel that's probably the worst thing she's ever done. Probably not. Just on film. Yeah. Hannah got engaged on Valentine's Day and was asked who she told first before announcing it. And she said she only told family. That she took a picture with the ring and posted it and that's how Paige found out. And then a couple days later, she called Sierra on the phone and told her. And Amanda said that she had spoken to Hannah four days after the engagement and she was never told. Kyle mentions that Amanda found out through a People exclusive on Instagram. That's so shady. (sighs) And petty, for no reason petty. Andy asked Amanda how that made her feel about her friendship with Hannah. And Amanda said, what friendship? Which is so accurate. Max, 100%. 110%. 110%, pardon me. Amanda goes on and says tearfully that she was really excited for Hannah. Hannah said that she never called her back because Kyle was supposedly going ballistic that Hannah didn't tell Amanda. Always some bullshit with Kyle. Right? Kyle said that he was ballistic because he hadn't told, she hadn't told Amanda, then went to the press and specifically said that he hadn't congratulated her. 
Kyle goes on to say that she allowed a supposed close friend to find out about her engagement through social media, and her response as to why she did that was because he was mean. You were mean. This throws Kyle over the edge. He gets up again because he's pissed, and who could blame him? And he says a line that I absolutely love, you're the fakest friend. Like he just screamed it at her, and her face was was spectacular. (laughs) He says she's a fake friend. Lindsay says at this rate, Hannah will have no friends. Kyle finally calms himself down. It really doesn't take that long. And he sits back down. Yeah, Amanda just grabs his arm and is like, come sit down. He's like, okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) We get a viewer question asking Paige how it feels being between two best friends and why she lets Hannah get away with her bad behavior. Uh, She says that she just stayed quiet most of the summer. And she says that she doesn't want to seem two-faced, so she just didn't say anything. Andy asks how she feels about it today. And she asks about which fight. Andy asks what side Paige is on regarding Hannah not telling Amanda about the engagement. And she says Hannah should have told Amanda before the internet. Duh. Hannah said that she did it because she didn't invite Hannah to be a bridesmaid for her wedding. Which, if you watched the show, you could see that's exactly when Hannah's attitude towards Amanda changed. When she asked Paige to be a bridesmaid and didn't ask her, but asked Paige in front of her. And she was like, all right, we're enemies forever. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel many things. Yeah, I didn't think it was a good idea for Amanda to do it in front of her. Like, I don't know why she would do that. I Yeah, I was like, are, are you also asking Hannah? <laughs> yeah, and I didn't understand why that happened. That was one thing that I thought was weird. I had also wondered if at that time Amanda was thinking about asking Hannah and then changed her mind mm-hmm. once she got there. Maybe like a, we'll see how the summer goes. And then if she's my old friend Hannah again, then I'll invite her to be a bridesmaid. And she botched that. Yeah, pretty botched quickly. Botched that finish. But at the same time, this has kind of been the relationship she's had with Amanda since she started the show. Well, we don't have to worry about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, true. So, anywho, Hannah said that she did it because Amanda didn't invite Hannah to be a bridesmaid for her wedding. And Amanda's response to that is that Hannah fucked on her countertop, which, you know, as a counter argument is a a, A pretty decent one. Yeah, that's a a trump card there. I would have given her more style points if she said she had fucked on her bathroom counter with a guy that looked like her fiance. Yeah. A dime store version of her fiance. (laughs) Great value, Kyle. (laughs) It's generic, Kyle. Paige is whispering to Hannah to apologize to Amanda, and Andy asks her why she's doing that. Paige says it's because Hannah isn't properly articulating how she feels, and no one really believes that. They think that she is being, uh... Hannah. Yeah, upfront and shitty. That we are seeing her character. Yep. Buddy, Lindsay says she does think that maybe Hannah feels remorse, but doesn't know how to say it. Hannah gives this half-assed excuse about how she came to the reunion to figure things out and she wants to get along better with Amanda and Kyle. And Carl calls her out and says that she doesn't seem sincere, which she didn't. Like, everybody was rolling their eyes and they were booing her and throwing tomatoes. And then Carl called her out. And he said that she's being fake and she's being dishonest. And then Hannah says while watching the season, she saw that everyone in the house was trying to point out that she wasn't a good person. And that she's not a bad person, which, you know, she's a terrible person. But 
anyway. Uh, she says they all come at her and she gets defensive and that she holds grudges and she can't let it go. She says that when she sees Kyle, she sees someone trying to destroy her. And Carl says that was the most sincere she had been all day. The amount of power that she has given him, right? Yeah. Like a lot of power over her life to feel that way. Very strange. Yes. I don't understand it. Uh, unless unless you're unhealthy mentally mm-hmm. and you think you're in love with somebody. The delusion was real from her this season. So Amanda is asked if she can continue a relationship with Hannah if she has issues with Kyle. And she basically says no. Well, obviously. (laughs) She got fooled once and she's not going to continue the cycle. Amanda says she's done. She doesn't like it, but Hannah only looks out for Hannah. Hannah apologizes and Amanda's like, okay. Whatever. And that ends the ballad of Hannah and Amanda. So we get to the closing of the show. Andy says he thinks after everything that they should end the show with some gratitude. Kyle previously, uh, I think on the finale, he said that the most important things in his life was sharks, friends, and family in that order. So Andy gave him a chance to redeem himself. He says that even after all the drama of the summer, on the last night, he didn't want to leave. Carl says that he appreciates the ability to have the experience. And the final thing that Lindsay finally gets, her sandwich. Finally. And I like this new thing of, you know, bringing out food at the end of the reunions. I'm sure they are like, thank God, I'm starving. Well, it also prevents them from leaving hangry. Yeah. I also find it interesting that they don't really have them drinking during the reunion. Yeah, we want you alert and not slurring your words. And it would also take longer to record. And that is the end of the reunion for Summer House. We made it. Yay. Do we want to do New Jersey or do we want to just go straight to Beverly Hills? (laughs) I think we should do Beverly Hills. Okay, I agree. Well, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, next episode, we will have Beverly Hills. It is a four-part reunion. It will only be the first two parts, hopefully. I mean, nothing much happened in that part, too. So I think it'll be like episode one, a little sprinkle of episode two, a little dash. Yeah, I, again, am feeling like it probably should have only been a three-parter instead of a four-parter because they're going to ask Erica the same questions over and over again that she has either answered or can't talk about. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. All right. Well, how about we do some blunts and bravo? Yes. So this week, let's just start our boo hiss. It's Hannah. (laughs) Completely 110% Hannah. I think you could probably, you know, tell when you listen to the episode. We're not Hannah fans. (laughs) No, not at all. And, you know, good news is that she will not be back for next season. She has been removed from the cast. And then for our our Bravo. Bravo, who we will also give them blunts because they deserved it. Yes. Which is uh, everybody in the cast save for Hannah. Yeah. What about They did a really uh, good job. Um, I'll give it to Paige, barely. No, fuck it. Paige and Hannah got the hiss. <laughs> Paige and Hannah got the hiss. 
everyone else got the bravo and we appreciate them all right all right well that that wrapped it up that pretty it, nice that did. all in a bow if you have any suggestions or questions feel free to contact us at blunts and bravo at gmail.com all one word and you can follow us on the social medias on instagram also at blunts and bravo all one word so we'll see you again soon until then Stay safe and stay baked.